Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 213, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, ah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where, you know, we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, mm-hmm. very Jungian. It is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021, which of course means it is Rosa Parks Day. Also very important, it's National Red Apple Day. If you eat a red apple day, okay. Yeah, okay. I already read, ate a red apple today. Oh, look at you. And look National at you. Pie Day, which is interesting because pies never utilize red apples. Uh, they're, they're always telling you to get the ones that make your mouth pucker. So, you know, it's interesting thing. Yeah, absolutely. And also, what you said National Pie Day already? Yeah, I said National Pie. Okay, and our guest and super producer, Justin, were pointing out that isn't isn't 314 National Pie Day? Well, look, according to this entry, it says, uh, we celebrate on this day, but the more popular date is January 23rd? For what? For who? One, what two, the fuck three. is it? Do they not know math? Is it This is the National Pie Day for the mathematically illiterate. Oh, you think they're doing it to be one, two, three, most Probably, right? that other rapper. Okay. They're just like numbers, you know, mm-hmm. and pie is a number. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. Can't don't get know. enough National Pie Days. Can't get enough. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Mamas, don't let your babies grow out their mustache. <laughs> don't let them be pickup artists that suck. Make them not look like creepy old fucks. That is courtesy of one Christy Yamaguchi main uh, on this, my final day of uh, mustachio. It's gone. Uh, being mustachioed. Oh, yeah, it God. is technically gone uh, yeah, on this December 1st. But as we record this, still rocking the Movember stash. Thank you very much to our sponsors, Movember, and everyone who, you know, donated to yeah. the TDZ Movember page. What's the mo for in November? Is that for mo- molester? Yes. Men. It is. <laughs> men's, mole- men's, men's health. Yes. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hey, as you know, it's the one and only Hideo Noho, a.k.a. Hideo Noho. And right. Hideo Noel. <laughs> and let it snow. Okay. Thank you let so much, snow, too. Home. Rob Cunningham at Math Demigod for that. Thank you for taking some, you know, some interesting takes with Hideo Noho. Appreciate there it. There you go. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat yep. by one of our favorite guests, one of you guys' favorite guests, a famous, uh, or sorry, a hilarious comedian, a very talented writer and director. <laughs> sorry. That was, <laughs> oh, shit. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to roll that one back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a famously no, hilarious right. comedian, a very talented writer. Hilariously and director, famous. Hilariously famous, uh, <laughs> who's told jokes on the CW, the PBS, That's Roast great. Battle, Bridgetown, SS Sketchfest. <sighs> She's famous as fuck, y'all. Yeah. I'm extremely famous. I was on the CW one time. You guys all know me. Yeah. yeah. Why does the CW get the the, but not PBS or any of the other? Well, is, I don't know. Is it CW? Should I just say I've, I was on CW, but that sounds wrong. They say the CW, I've only heard it as the CW. Because it was the WB before that. Well, that's the thing. When I was, when I write that credit, I don't know if I should capitalize the the. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's more informal. Anyway, who is that? Who is that? Mm. It is the hilarious the talented, the, the brilliant Sarah Jones! 
Sarah. Thank you so much. Also very famous. So very famous. famous. Very famous. Uh, famous. Sarah June. And like what? what? Uh, One of the early people to have to be like, yo, what the fuck is up with these NFTs, man? What are y'all <laughs> doing over here with this shit? Yeah. Straight right clicking shit and money laundering. Crypto with my queen. Yeah. Yo, I've been saving image as <laughs> for, for three decades. little words every woman wants to hear. <laughs> yeah. Save, Save image, image as. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I right click. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My friend was telling me about a, a streamer that he was watching. The streamer was like, I'm going to do an NFT. And, you know, they did bidding for it. And it got up to like 200 bucks. And he was like, OK, OK, everybody. All right. This guy won the auction. I'm going to put the I'm going to put the NFT on screen. OK, nobody save it. Only him. Only that guy. Nobody else save. No, nobody else save. OK, come on. Honor system. Honor system. Honor system. I NFTs. Promise. Wait, isn't it supposed to be like not a thing that everybody can just copy and paste? I don't know. Nah, that's the that's yeah, you're, that's the whole. But Jack, you're making a little too much sense. You're ru- you're ruining my faith in NFTs. If I don't have faith in NFTs, what do I have left? That's sorry, oh, I just man. reached down into your deep well of faith. And... Yes, but you know what? You got a lot of clean drug money, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Mm-hmm. that's true. Sorry, what's good? What, what's new? Your your background is looking very yeah. pink. I'm at? pink, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about dope. the pink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I got uh got some seeds seeds coming up. That's my underrated okay. seeds. All right, that's, all that's right. what I think well, is underrated seeds. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah, don't, we'll get to it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Give it away for free. Champing in the intro. It's chomping, but yeah. I'm Why do no, people champing. say champing? I thought it was champing. Because they're it's you know that's how language evolves. This episode's it's... gonna be our Seinfeld episode where I ask uh, the hard hitting questions like <laughs> why do we call the <laughs> CW <laughs> the but not PBS? These are the big champion? ones. People, all these these are things that I guarantee you in five years will be commonly accepted spellings that are currently considered incorrect. Yeah. Reigns when people say take the reins, what they should write is R E I N S. Right. What they usually write is R-E-I-G-N-S. Mm. Oh. And that's incorrect, but will be commonly accepted soon. Sneak peek. People commonly write S-N-E-A-K-P-E-A-K, even mm. though that's not right. Mm-mm. But they, they've been doing it, so it's going to happen. Yeah. Artesian, fake word, soon to be real. Artisanal. That, oh, that people are calling it Art- artesian. Artisanal. <laughs> yes, people say artesian. It's not real. <laughs> artisanal a-r-t r-t-i-s-i-n-a-l it should be artisanal but doesn't matter because it's a fake language and they and they replaced artisanal artisanal with artisanal with artisanal oh okay artesian and artisanal got it all right i'm confused it started as champ at the bit but also chomp began as a variant of champ so either one is okay. Know. So you could say champ too. So you know that's what, what I'm saying. Double KO, double correct. KO in the grammar it's, ring. Double KO in the grammar okay. ring. Okay. Champing on a red <laughs> apple. Correct. Champing on <laughs> yeah. Champing on some pie here today. I kind of exactly, like that. Man. It's a, it's a Don't fun get me fucking started on apples, Jack. Do uh, not get me started on apples. I why? swear to God, I will take over this podcast. Fuck. You love I'm them. Or terrified you right now. Overrated. Yeah. Wow. All right. We're, we're about. I to got get one word for you, Miles. Overrated. Wow. All right. Okay. Well, that's a sneak peek of what's to come. Also, yeah. a sneak peek of what's to come P-E-A-K. is P E A K, a sneak peek, a sneaky little mountain peak. Yep. We're gonna here. Here are some of the things we're talking about. We're talking about the Maxwell trial, Ghislaine Maxwell's trial, mm, opened with, or I guess it was the second day 
But they had the pilot of the Lolita Express yesterday up there, and he uh, talked about how he did, in fact, see Donald Trump on that bitch, you know, flying, just there in in all his glory, which apparently I think was was the thing that people knew. But I I had like he wasn't on the flight logs. I remember looking into that. So this was good to know because I I was on the fence about whether that guy was a was a real shithead. We're going to talk about the Democrats are finally uh, they finally have their priorities straight and are going after bots, baby. We're going to talk about the Stephen Paddock story that I think was asked and answered a few years ago in the national mind share that uh, he was just a lone nut with no clear political motive. And we're going to take a second look at that. We'll also talk about Islamophobia from Lauren Boebert. Uh, We're going to talk about Elon Musk and why privatization maybe isn't always a great idea. Oh. Anyways, we'll talk about all that shit. But more importantly, before we get to any of that, Sarah, we like to get to know our guests a little bit better by asking you to take a look at your search history and tell us what's in there. Let's go, guys. Let's I'm doing go. this for real. This isn't a bit. I'm going to my real Google and looking <laughs> oh, at my search. Gosh. Well, the last thing I looked up was Red Notice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is it? <laughs> Which I think speaks volumes. Yeah. It does. The last thing I, uh, the last thing in my Google search history before Red Notice is succession theme song piano sheet music and that is because i had to learn the theme to succession Mm. being piano proficient and watching enough succession and man the music on that show it's good they don't have a lot of it they have the one theme and they just kind of play it at different speeds yeah (laughs) and like sometimes they'll transpose it a little but like there was a a pretty exciting scene recently and it was the same thing it was just extra fast just variations on a theme yeah yeah it's, it's great. Like, I won't play it for you, but um, rest assured, I can play it uh, slowly. Were you? I mean, were you stoked when you found it? You're like, finally, let me fucking bang this out on the on the keys right now. Well, there was a point where I was like, maybe I'll, uh, you know, I'll give myself a little challenge and I'll, uh, I'll, you know, do an ear training and try right. and figure it out. And then I was like, no, I frankly, my ear's not good enough. I'm right. just gonna look up the sheet music. Yeah, the but, last time yeah. I did that was to the two times I've looked up sheet music to play something on a keyboard was. Uh, Everything in its right place by Radiohead because I wanted to play that mm-hmm. on an electric piano. Dun, 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 of course, dun, dun, dun. great one. And then uh, "Anytime" by Brian McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> the two, all right, uh, most romantic songs of all time. Do I? I would love to be serenaded by you, Miles, on an electric keyboard. Oh my god! I mean, you should have shit. I really did that too. For and I was, you know, what's the saddest thing? I was single at the time, and in my mind, I was like. Yo, this is a good. This is a good thing to have in the fucking you know, right. you quiver. Right. You're not single now, are you? No, but when I played That's what it, I'm they, saying, said, Miles. they said, exactly. "What is this song?" And Thank please you. stop playing it. Yeah, no single man is, uh, or I'm sorry, no, uh, no, you know, partnered man is sitting there figuring out electric keyboard parts in his room. <laughs> right. Too busy, yeah. too busy doing other things. Are you? How are you feeling about Succession this this week or this this? I'm season? not caught up yet. Okay. Yeah, I just neither. started watching. I started watching this series, and I've been putting it off because I I like to binge. So mm. I I usually will wait until I have a you know some kind of a winter holiday. That's a nice binging time. Yeah. For me, lots of hours of darkness. So yeah, I'm only about halfway through season two. So please don't spoil things for me. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Everything else in my life has already been in ruined. Its right so. place. Oh, so yes, in its right place. I'm yeah, everything's fine. I was like, oh yeah, that last episode was intense, and I'm like, oh wait, you're okay. Don't different me. one, different one. Don't different, tell me. Different one. I'm not even saying anything. I'm not even saying anything. Don't say anything. I do like it. My my friend was like, do you think it humanizes the rich too much? And I was like, ah, I think it kind of dehumanizes. Yeah, them. they're they're <laughs> monsters. Anything. They suck. They're really monsters. Yeah, and like you know, there's that's what the job of the press is is to humanize the rich. That's what they generally right. do. You know, <laughs> yeah, rich people are very humanized, and uh, you know, and they're they're humans. But yeah, yeah man. They got good fucking actors on that show. I mean, that sounds so stupid to say, but no, they got good fucking yeah, actors on that show. Right. Yeah. No, there there is an eeriness to it, especially as it gets like, they kind of start expanding the world a little bit of what their like spheres of influence are. And you're kind of like, yeah. yeah, these people are scum and not even like the fun Sopranos way. Like, it's more like, I more like watch it to be like, let's check in on that fucked up family who has it all. But like, I'm glad they're unhappy because they got everything. Yeah, it's like a fun kind of like Arrested Development meets Veep, but more dramatic and less <laughs> funny. Right, Miles, you're up on it. You watched the most recent episode. I'm, I'm, I started it. I started okay. it, and it's getting intense. I can't, I can't. Like, I, I think this might be where I stop watching the show, just because <laughs> I like how pathetic the premise of it is, and like the the build up to this episode. Every time he talks about like his birthday party it's just like fuck because he's been so brutal this season to just watch at any moment you're just like god yeah. might and you're, then like yeah. for that to all come cringing. to a head hey. i'm ready i'm ready i might have to you know that's why i was like i'm it's too late in the evening for me to continue it down this road so yeah. exactly let me yeah. pick it up i love my success boys a bit of mm. gotta watch them <laughs> my success boys my <laughs> my success boys uh, <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's barely any people of Where color. Where my successos at? And I'm like, yeah, successos. <laughs> is this Fisher Stevens because he was wearing like brown face and short circuit? Does he count as a person of color in that cast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brown brown man. Justin Trudeau is black now. Yeah, <laughs> because of because of when he did blackface. It's you know, you know what conservatives like to say? Oh, if you can change genders, then maybe I'm transracial. Just fucking sure. Yeah, you're black now. If yeah. you want to be black, That's great. just okay. <laughs> no one's whatever gonna respect you want. that, but say whatever Enjoy you want to get out my face. <laughs> yeah. What is something you think is overrated? Well, I am gonna go with apples. Okay. Um, apples, apples. I would say overrated. Not of all sorts. The fruit. The, yeah. Well, here's here's the thing that I found out that kind of fucked up my whole life. Okay. All of the apples that we eat. The, the strains that we know and love, the your, strains. your honey crisp, your pink lady, your mm. red delicious, mm. your golden delicious, your jazz, your gala, etc. All of these fruits are made from clones yeah. of a mother tree. Mm. And they have to be made from clones because when apples reproduce sexually, mm. make love. Yeah. When apples make love, they create hybrids mm. and their hybrids are not what they call true to strain so if you were to let apples have sex mm. Uh, mm. in nature the way that they normally do you end up with a completely unpredictable fruit mm. this is not helpful for the needs of the marketplace mm. so all of our apples are Literally, virtually, not virtually, I'm sorry. They are literally identical plants, genetically speaking. Mm. So that means if 
there is some kind of a virus that affects the Honeycrisp apple. Mm-hmm. There's no Honeycrisp apples. Boom. Gone. That's right. it. Because there's no biodiversity. Right. We live in like we Apple have... Gattaca. Yes, exactly. Mm. Applica. Oh, Gattaca. Yeah. We're going to Gattaca. Uh, bananas and... too. Bananas are all cloned from a single banana. They're Bananica. Oh, yes, Bananica. we're in Bananica and Applica. And uh, I just think people should know because <laughs> once you know that all of the red delicious apples are genetically actually identical, it just feels different. And it's kind of weird knowing that there are potentially millions of apples that we could be eating of unknown, unpredictable type that we are not eating because we are isolating all of our apples into single strains and not letting them fuck. Mm -hmm. They're in their little prisons. Yeah. So, I mean, that would probably hold true for like a lot of fruits at, at that point right not just apples not to say everything but i feel like that logic would tend to apply for you know most other cash crops like it that. does it yeah. does and so most like trees that you buy like if you buy a lemon tree you know to keep the strain you know everything is made from uh cuttings you know they'll take cuttings mm-hmm. uh but it's strongest it's apples are one of the most isolated because mm-hmm. they have a tendency to hybridize so much more quickly and so much more unpredictably Ooh. than most other fruits. Okay. So it's like, makes you kind of think, apples, they're up to something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't trust a yeah. clone. I don't really trust a clone. You shouldn't trust a clone. They're all replicants. Yeah, they're right. delicious little replicants. Yeah. Where's the free love farmer who's like, yo, my apples fuck. And like, whatever you get, you get. But it's a mouthful and I'll tell you that. Okay? Ooh. That's a hole in the marketplace, Miles. Yeah. And I think that is absolutely, it. like there needs to be somebody who's at every farmer's market being right. like, all right. Like, I got so, wild apples. With a, with a sign, yeah. be like, yo, they're pushing clothes over here. They're pushing clothes <laughs> over here. They want, they want one world government and shit. Come, come have my delicious apples. They fuck freely on my farm. And they some unbacked. taste like shit. Mm. Unvaxed apples. <laughs> some taste like shit, but I guarantee it's a flavor you have never experienced in your life. And yep. that's kind of the whole ride. Yeah. This one's brown delicious. I know you might not have. <laughs> oh, it's been soft looking. like a plum. I, I always like. I always kind of feel bad for apples when people talk shit on them, like red delicious and stuff. It's like it's not their fault. They tried. They yeah. tried. You know, they tried to be better. Right. We isolated them because we wanted a uh, we wanted a type of apple that would uh, ship really well. You know. Right. We just yeah. wanted them to ship and you know make it so we could cut them and slice them and put them in little plastic bags and then serve them to kids in school and right. and they wouldn't turn to complete mush yeah and uh you know that's why red delicious it's not its fault yeah it's that's true it's, it's just a little apple one of my favorite facts is like that that pre bananatica bananas didn't really look like that and same with uh, corn on the cob and mm. so all of the selective breeding we keep making the food we eat look like big dicks like that's just mm-hmm. there's like something in our nature where we're like, yumma, yumma, yumma. you know, first of all, it could be like bigger, be and more delicious and also just like a giant dick. Right. Just a huge. Yeah. Yo, can we get some old... more veins on this cucumber, please? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm tired right. of eating this yeah. old smooth all... cucumber and doing shit for me. <laughs> what is something uh, you think is underrated, sir? Well, I guess related. I think uh, I think starting seeds is underrated. It's really, really fun. What that means? That means when you when you sprout a seed, when oh. you get a, a seed and you sprout it, and um, and you get a plant from that, as opposed to like buying a seedling or a clone or whatever. Just the process of 
a seed opening up. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. That's a rush. I have mm. not done that tell since you what. I was growing weed in high school. And it's a rush, right? Yeah. Because, oh my God, you're telling me, like, checking, you come back from school, you're like, yes! Yes. <laughs> come the fuck Every out, morning, I'm up at, I'm on the, at my seeds, I'm like, who's up? Who's yeah. up? And I'm like, okay, okay, put the, put the pepper towel back on it, put the paper towel. I went, yeah. I went a little too soon. <laughs> let it germinate, let it germinate. But yeah, it's been a minute, actually, that. I, I forgot yeah. about that excitement. Thank you. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. It's underrated. People got to do it more. What are you sprouting? There's some stuff that's so easy. Oh, I mean, so I got I got some grow lights for my sprouts because mm-hmm. I'm doing some, uh, but I'm sprouting now sunflowers so I can eat those little sunflower sprouts because I love them and they're so oh, expensive. Okay. So you got to just sprout sunflowers. I mean, that's the thing about sunflower sprouts is it's it's a sprout. You cut it, you eat it and it's gone. There's no sunflower. Mm. Oh, you got to start. Then start um, the it doesn't come back. Right. Damn, they're fucking delicious. <laughs> so Wait. I got sunflowers. I got like kale, lettuces. I got a bunch of native seeds sprouting because I'm trying to plant more native plants in my yard. So, sure. wait, I got uh, I got some cool cool ones. What is what are sunflower sprouts? I never even heard of this. You never oh, had sunflower miles. sprouts like on a sandwich no. or in a salad or anything? I mean, it's just a. How's that different? Like, I mean, like alfalfa sprouts, like nor- typical sprouts. No, it's the same. It's just from a sunflower seed. Oh, but it's delicious. But, but I'm they're saying, just like it sounds like it's got a. You, you ever seen like a sunflower come up? It's a really yeah, meaty little from a seed sprout. into an absolute like, boss. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> mm. So they're okay. they're crunchy. They're yummy. All right. Yeah, the, it's I think great. The most I've done are like garlic sprouts or like sprouts that come from like other more flavored things that have a little bit of yeah funk oh, to them. I love garlic greens, dude. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There we go. I'll show you guys. I mean, I, it's not really podcast shit, but you know, I got a webcam. I actually prefer, like, I'm picturing you in the middle of just a gigantic farm with, like, just fields of corn and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the middle of L.A. Yeah. But uh, here, I'll turn my, there's my shit. Oh, Oh, yeah. Look, you got them on the racks and everything. Yeah, I got a whole, I got a whole thingy. Damn. But yeah, I got, like, a bunch of native flowers this spring. I'm hoping to uh, lure some butterflies towards my Home. Who's that monarchs? working that tractor out there uh, on the horizon? <laughs> that just... Yeah, that's my uh, that's my cat. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> talented. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and so I guess everybody knew this already. I. Just it gave me hope that we might be seeing some shit in the uh, Gilles Maxwell trial. After I don't know, he- heading into it, I was like, I'm not gonna let shit anything drop, right? Like the you know they they killed Epstein. Like wh- why would they let her come out and say the shit? But yeah, in court yesterday, one of the pilots of the Lolita Express, the who, pilot, I believe, right? Yeah, the like, pilot, like, like to the pilot. to the point that Jeffrey Epstein, like put his kids through college, like literally like paid their tuition, bought him a home with like acres in New Mexico. So he was on those flights, said he had seen Clinton and Prince Andrew, uh, which had gotten like most of the attention and which I think we had seen on flight logs, but also confirmed having seen Donald Trump on the flights. The, The pilot claims he never saw underage girls without their parents or knew of any sexual activity happening on the plane. but Just because she's calling him daddy doesn't mean she's his parent. Right. He's her parent. Yeah. yeah. Also, it makes man, sense. It's, it's that... noisy in a jet with the door closed to the cockpit. Right. And also, yeah. it's Jeffrey probably... Epstein had so many daughters. 
<laughs> right. And it was probably pretty incriminating if he did know about that. So, you know, I'm yeah. sure he's not. I but, just imagine him at the front, like a school bus driver, just being like, you guys keep quiet back there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me land. Shut up. This thing. is unsafe. Yeah. Put your seatbelts on. That first day, though, <laughs> it's wild. Like, because uh, Maxwell's lawyer came out fucking swinging. She was mm. like, yo, they're trying to make her escape go, fam. Just because Epstein's dead, they had to put the attention on somebody else. And then, like, the the prosecutors had to keep objecting every time she's like, she's a scapegoat. And they're like, objection. Or they'd be like, she's a stand-in for Jeffrey Epstein. They're like, objection. This is right. not. Yeah. We see what you're trying accomplice. to do. Then, like, dragging the victims, too. Yeah. So that's, the like, the the part of their strategy that I was at least, you know, thought thought there might be some promise for us finding out some shit is that it seems like they're going to make the case that she was like one of Epstein's victims, basically. Like she was being manipulated by him. And like, if that is the strategy, which it seems like it is at least partially the strategy, you know, that would, it does seem like they would want to prove like that all the, all the powerful influence that he had over powerful people because that would make him more unfuckwithable. So I don't know. That's that's what I'm hoping is that they kind of develop that and are like, yeah, I mean, he told me he had compromising material on Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. Right. If, if if you're fully going to like dish it off the bad guy role to the even bigger bad guy, I mean, you yeah. would have to do that. Otherwise, I don't think the strategy as it is of being like, oh, one of the accusers like does drugs. Right. And it's like what? And just once. She was no angel. Right. No. Liter- and then you know she said like off the top she was like, since the dawn of Adam and Eve. She said ever since Adam, ever since Eve was accused of tempting Adam with the apple. Yeah. Women have been blamed for men's bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a yeah. They're they're trying her her defense is trying a lot of different strategies. Pretty strong sure. comparison there. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I totally, <laughs> but I think at this point when it's like so Ever clear, since one man stood up and was crucified for fucking underage girls, <laughs> right. people have been trying to bring down a powerful guy with powerful ideas. Right. My name is Jeffrey Epstein and I am like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank like, you. What's he doing here? All right. So this is all to say we'll be keeping an eye on that trial, probably updating you if anything interesting happens. Yeah. The Democrats, speaking of interesting, it seems like they finally have their priorities straight. They are <laughs> going after bots. Yeah. Bots. You say, what the fuck is a bot? And why? I hate it, bots. In the middle of a pandemic and, and rapid exponential income inequality, why are we focusing on bots? And that's a, the bots that's, are the ones changing question. the climate, Miles. <laughs> Thank you. Right. The bots are the ones that are preventing the. Uh, the Build Back Better Act from getting passed. So let's put it this like this. If you've tried to buy a PS5 or an Xbox Series X and an NVIDIA G- GeForce RTX card, Beyonce's Ivy Park apparel, or even Pokemon cards on the internet, chances are you have been greeted with some shit that says sold out. And you're asking yourself, but I logged in at the time that the, the stuff was supposed to drop and be available and I clicked everything, I put it in my cart in under a minute and it was still sold out. How can that be? Well, that's because of the reselling market's use of bots. And basically, they're just like computer programs that are able to add items to carts with all the needed payment and, and like shipping information like instantaneously. So like you're just getting beat technologically 
to, to just put these things in a cart and process a transaction. So then scalpers and resellers take shit like to eBay or StockX and sell it for, you know, a huge markup and make a lot of money. There's a story about a 16-year-old kid who did $1.7 million in revenue by reselling PS5s and all kinds of shit that he was using bots for. Damn. And only his profit, though, only 110000 Okay, so leave him alone. SEC. Wait, where's he getting that seed money from? I think, look, you probably, yo, I mean, if you start real small, right, you get one PS5 and you sell it for double, now you got double, and you pour that back into two PS5s that you can get with bots, and then you double, I mean, there's, you know, you just got to start it's really just fucking, small. It's Flash Boys, but with PS5s. But it's, <laughs> right. it's like saying he only, so he put in 1.6 million and made 1.7, like that, that suggests that at some point he had $1.6 million. I think that was his net revenue. So okay. I don't know if that's that's just basically I think over when you add up everything that he sold and right. then taking off like recouping what his he little put back in cut. That yeah. That it I don't know how that. numbers work. Me either. And it doesn't matter, but that's why representatives Paul Tonko of New York, Rich Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, Chuck Schumer, and Ben Ray Lujan of uh, New Mexico, they have all announced they're pushing for the Stop Grinch Bots Act. <laughs> like, okay, what the <laughs> fuck is this? This is some shit that's been kicking around the hill for like a couple of years, but specifically the Stopping Grinch Bots Act would expand on a law passed in 2016 that outlawed bots from circumventing control measures to put tickets to like music concerts and sports, like essentially just say making it illegal for scalpers to resell tickets like this. And this legislation that they're pushing now would essentially take, say, this applies now to all online retail sites. So if you're a sneakerhead, you're like, oh, shit. Look at that. I might have a chance at getting a sneaker or if you want your Pokemon card or fuck it. Even sometimes you see restaurant reservations go up instantly because people use bots to Whoa. even get restaurant reservations. So, you know, what would be really bad is if hmm. they use these to vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, one that thing would be bad. we should stop it before they do can do that. Right. Yeah. One thing at a time. One we got to get in time. early on this problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think. This on one level, you're like, OK, that's interesting. But this also feels like a real low effort attempt to make it seem like the party's doing something. And yeah. like that, like that there's like, yeah, we get it. Supply chain stuff like you're we hear complaints from parents trying to get certain things. And it's these fucking bots, you know, so we're going to handle that and vote blue no matter who. huh? All right. Thanks. They'll always they'll always act when it's in the interest of like people spending money, consumerism, like making consumer culture, like unless that. it's like consumer protections. It's like that weird fine line. Right. It's like yeah. we're going to make it easier for you to give away your money, but we're, we're going to make it hard as fuck to get your money back. Right. Exactly. It's like a like a fucking like an old school, like wooden fish trap where it's like they get in, but it can't come out. That's right. Yeah. I mean, a teenager making money on the Internet, that's uh, that could be a big problem. If we don't do something about it. <laughs> Absolutely. What? What's next? One hundred and ten thousand dollars. That's for a child. That's absurd. No, but a, ch a child should not be making that much money. You know, that's the that's adult money. Adult yeah. money for for billionaires. Yeah. One hundred percent. This is like. Was he? He's not. He's not paying. He can't be paying taxes on that hundred and ten thousand. That's like fifty. You know, that's like uh, five hundred grand. The the government's missing out on. Yeah, it's one yeah. selfish teenager. Yeah. Quit asking if I'm. Looking at my 1099 shit, ask this young man where the fuck his 110,000 came from. IRS, the fuck? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it could be cool if if online sales worked better. I, I feel like it's maybe like the 500th 
priority that they should be paying attention to right now, generously? Oh, yeah. But again, that's why it just feels like one of those things, a real easy win, because like Chuck Schumer's words are even like, it shouldn't be so hard during the holidays to get the gifts that you need to make memories. You know, it's like this, like, I give a fuck energy when it's not, has nothing to do with this. And I think it helps. Bro, take give the me focus money. Right, <laughs> give exactly. me money. <laughs> about extended unemployment benefits. Okay, shut the fuck up. I said we're going to handle the bots right now. And then maybe we'll talk. We're going to make sure you get your slippers in time. Those slippers right. that you ordered, you got to get them. Especially because, you know, that was on Oprah's list. So we can't fuck around and have that not be available. Mm. Oprah will take this country down. Well, speaking of Oprah taking this country down, actually, this next story has nothing to do with that. Although uh, Dr. Oz has announced for uh, that he's running for Senate. So that could be Oprah taking this country down. Down the path of victory. uh, Because, yeah, Dr. Oz is a hero, personal hero of mine. One of the greats to ever do it. One of the greatest doctors. One of yeah. the greatest doctors. He is actually again. a good doctor who just... Uh, you got Phil, Oz, Drew, Gupta, the classic doctors. Dr. Oz, uh, the, the biggest tragedy of Dr. Oz is he was actually like one of the nation's top heart surgeons and gave that up to go do this bullshit. To say, life. Well, now he's, now he's in the nation's hearts. Yeah, okay? exactly. He's in the hearts of all. And there saying, you, you know, ladies, the vagina is like a self-cleaning oven. That's right. And you're like, okay, shh, shh, don't. Why are you doing a whole segment on this, Dr. Oz? This is on TV. That's some real shit. Yeah, yeah. it gets hot. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> There's a whole clip where he's explaining. You're like, this is the weirdest TV I've ever fucking seen. Like, yeah. why? And like, so watching people in the audience, like, oh, wow, self-cleaning oven, huh? Right. With like a stage-sized yeah. model of the vagina that you could walk through. Um, That's sick. Yeah. I clean my oven with a Lysol douche. Like summer's <laughs> oh Eve. I put Summer's Eve in my oven. There you go. Yeah. It all works. After together. I fuck it. <laughs> I don't want it to get pregnant. I don't want to get a bun in there. There you go. I mean, that's he's... stupid. That's fucking stupid. I'm sorry, guys. It's, that's stupid. It's actually probably where Dr. Oz came up with the oven metaphor was hearing yeah. people talk yeah. about getting a bun in the oven. Yeah. I should be making more money. I should yeah. be making that Dr. Oz money. Damn. Yeah. Well, so uh, this is just kind kind of an update, but you know, in response to last week's story about Kyle Rittenhouse, the fact that people weren't calling him a right wing extremist, even though he was at Trump rallies and a supporter of Blue Lives Matter, and you know, you know throwing uh, up white, that, white supremacy hand signs. Yeah, one of our readers, Fuzzy Rage Monster is actually the display name on Twitter. Thank you, Reader. Uh, suggested we look at the FBI's investigation into Stephen Paddock, the Las Vegas shooter. Because according to... Oh, Mr. Mandalay. Mr. Mandalay yeah, Bay. Mr. Mandalay yeah. Bay. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, the record that made it through to, like, sort of the national shared consciousness was that he was, like, a lone nut. They couldn't figure out a motive. He basically got, like, the Oswald treatment that he was just... Had, had a screw loose and was... Uh, That's a no strong way. implication. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Oswald treatment. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so it was somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not saying, no, but like the way no, that they just treated Oswald <laughs> and going nuts. the JFK assassination as like apolitical. That's what they did with Patrick right. too. They were just like, nothing to see here. Move along. But according to like, you know, just a, a small amount of looking, people who are familiar with him say he was radically anti-government and like trying to start a war to get people to rise up because he thought the government was coming for our guns. Yeah. And yeah, 
He like, he was like, this, Some, this country needs a wake up call or some shit. This country right? needs to wake. Uh, we need to wake up the American public and get them to arm themselves in response to looming threats. But it was a country music festival, so I think a lot of those people already right had guns or or were pro gun at least. He was uh, trying to get the biggest bang. Like he was researching where he could bang for his buck. Yeah, mm. literally. He was research. He spent a lot of time researching. Okay, where could I? kill the most people and mm. this is the one that he came up with but he made reference like so, so he was trying to buy a gun part used to convert semi-automatic firearms into a fully automatic machine gun and the gun dealer was like oh that's illegal i don't do that and he like became enraged and made reference to this is from the intercept a litany of anti-government conspiracy theories including supposed plans by the Federal Emergency Management Administration, FEMA, to set up detention camps of Americans and plans for widespread confiscation of firearms. Paddock believed that Hurricane Katrina in 2005 was just a dry run for law enforcement and military to start kicking down doors and confiscating guns, which, you know, is part like that seems to be in the same category, like connected. Is he uh, saying that they that Katrina was engineered or just that the government took the opportunity? I think I think there's a lot of people who think it was engineered that the hurricane, not the hurricane, the uh, okay. breaching of the walls. I think they're the levees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The levees. Levees. Okay. people think okay. that they were blown up to create the disaster. Oh. Hmm. But it's, you know, this is part of a sort of mainstream of extremist ideology and like conspiracy thinking that has only become like more mainstream since that ha since paddock perpetrated one of the one of the biggest terrorist attacks in the history of the united states and you know no it, ideology though no right, ideology no ide no ideology it, it like Just i think the fact that it was a gun because america is like very forgiving of those like if he had blown up that many people like, I think mm. they would have had a harder time, like, just kind of yada yada it. But it's just, I think it is really damaging that they, you know, came up with that sort of down the middle explanation. It was also at a time when Homeland Security and FBI agents were saying that they were being forced to downplay the threat of white supremacists and other, you know, right-wing terror by the Trump White House. But certainly hasn't, like... You know, there, there's been mention of that becoming a priority under Biden, but he hasn't like been like, for instance, look at this massive terror attack. This guy had right wing beliefs that he was like very uh, angry about in the lead up to this massive terror attack. Mm. But they don't even call it. He a also just attack. like went up. He went up to the top floor of a hotel with like eight fucking duffel bags full of huge guns. And everyone was like, seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a normal guy. Wait, what's and it yeah. and it and it's funny because it's like even whether or not like law and federal law enforcement wants to be like, man, we were under pressure. It's like, look at your track record, homie. Like, you didn't need no fucking pressure. Like, this right. is what you do. Yeah, so you're exactly. either trying to set people up if they're Muslim or black or whatever, and attract people and be like, hey, man, <laughs> terror plot thwarted. Yeah. Uh, even though we basically set the whole thing up, and then in this case, just not even managing to give people some semblance of an idea of like what the threats that the country faces by saying yeah i mean when you look at it he's definitely on the right side of the spectrum looking at some interesting stuff on the internet so that might be somewhere to start but 
it's easier to just make it very clean and sanitized and say, I mean, there's no way to tell like why someone would do this when they're not Muslim. So yeah, exactly. Like attacks carry out by Muslims and Middle Easterners are routinely labeled as terrorism. While anything carried out by non-Muslims like Paddock are not like that's kind of the well, he was a, you know, he he was a landlord, Jack. Right. Exactly. uh, He was a good guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, he was a landlord? Owned a few apartment... Yeah, he was a landlord. Oh, he owned a few apartment buildings. This. Man, we need to issue an apology then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just trying to provide uh, provide housing in a, in a, you know, help help people. Yeah. yeah it couldn't be more of, like, what America values as a landowner who, like, manipulates stuff. But, you know, like, that's the thing. When we t- we'll t- Every time, it's Kyle Rittenhouse, it's, it's fucking, I can't, there's ev- all of these people who like to go outside the law to, you know, maintain the white status quo just an inability to just describe it for what it is like it just and the the mainstream media can never do that because they can't i think the 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 fear of having people being like how could you say that it's like well you need to actually open up your eyes person uh who's angry and reading it like calling in because this is actually this is this is the path we're on but no one's really articulating it in a way that makes for a you know, objective assessment of where we are. Yeah. My mom like watches the news, but I guess she, she had heard of Kyle Rittenhouse, but she hadn't, she never knew what he did. Mm. And she was like, so who's Kyle Rittenhouse? And I was like, Oh, he, he shot, shot a bunch of people. She was like, really? The way they talk about him. I thought he was like a basketball player or something. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like cause of the, cause of the way that they talked about him, like yeah. with a lot of respect yeah. And with a lot of like this, this guy's important. And, you know, they talk about the case because the case is important, of course. But right. there was, you know, no point at which it was really driven home what he had done when he had done it and that adults had helped him do it. She thought he was a grown adult who was like straight up in the NBA. Right. The Just way they the talked, tone. the way yeah. they said Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's again, I, it was wild to see how many you know, it's in New York Times or other, you know, big news outlets be like, just take any of the language out that would describe what his bench what the charges would have been were. ideologically or even describing people like like not being too much like and he shot this one guy dead. It was like and mm-hmm. then, you know, after this dude attacked him like very much. And I get to like if you're sort of objectively describing the situation, that's one thing. But there's a lot of rhetorical strategery around that. That felt very like, and it's just, and it's just a shame what happened to this young man. He's just scared. It's just, it's just chaotic. It's chaotic. What's, yeah. Nothing, I mean, it's pretty chaotic there. for your mom to drive you to a riot with a gun in your hand. That's right. pretty fucking chaotic, you know? And yeah. that, like, I didn't, I didn't find out about that until pretty recently. And it seems to me a, a really important detail. Yeah. When it comes to uh, figuring out Intent. what happened and with what intentions. Yeah. I mean, just talking about the both sides of, these sorts of stories. Miles, you were you were pointing out this Lauren Boebert, Ilhan Omar story where Yeah. Yeah. It's, There's it's, just, so it's, you know uh, it's pronounced Bobert. Yeah, Bobert. <laughs> yeah. Rudy Rudy. Laurent Bobert. Bobert. <laughs> yeah, so Bobert out here, Gogurt, uh made some just, you know, <laughs> off the wall Islamophobic remarks over the Thanksgiving break. She was ta- talking to a group of supporters, like literally like like a group of old grizzled bikers and stuff who were like so horny for her. She was like, so I was in an elevator at the Capitol and saw an officer sprinting towards me. 
And then this is from this news article, quote, she then turned and saw Ilhan Omar standing nearby. And this is what Boebert said, quote, I said, well, she doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. And then the audience was like laughing and stuff. And then she's going to said, and I said, oh, look, the jihad squad decided to show up for work today. So, you know, pretty. I think we all I think we all know what that's her- pretty cute. I think Lauren knows that jihad, you know, in Islam is not just in reference to attacks of violence or terrorism, but is a, a term used to describe the moral struggle of every uh, of every person and every Muslim to do to do right, you know, by the word. It's a spiritual struggle. And I think that Lauren Bobert knew that. Yeah, that's what she was. She was like the jihad squad who struggle <laughs> every day to improve uh, to improve our country and to to, you know, do their jobs. That's what she was saying, I think. And I find that really admirable. So, Miles, I don't understand why you would well, um, just she goes on just to just define, slander her like that. She defines intifada after this. Uh, and that's where. Yeah. No. <laughs> so um, the intifada squad. <laughs> so she then goes on, you know, again, Ilhan Omar is like, this is completely made up. First of all, you should see whenever I pass her in the hall, she has her eyes low. She doesn't even look me in my eyes. So don't Damn. even tell me Damn. that we're going to be in an elevator together. That's just straight up bullshit. And then so this kicked off a whole thing again because the GOP was already dealing with the censure of Paul Gosar going after another woman of color in Congress. And they're like, fuck. So Kevin McCarthy tried to, like, get the healing started up by being like, well, she apologized to me. Bobert also gave her, you know, very standard non-apology to any Muslims that may have been offended kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And then so they got the she. So Bobert called Omar and the shit just, you know, it didn't go anywhere because Ilhan Omar was expecting some kind of apology. And she was just kind of doubling down on her stance and like being like, OK, I'm sorry to a point, but like, don't make me say apologies like out loud in public. That's not going to happen. Because like, honestly, you didn't have a backpack. And so like, I don't feel like I was lying because yeah. you didn't have a backpack. Also, like that is like so tired. It's like a it's like a stupid meme I see on TikTok a lot, too. So part of me almost feels like she's getting some of her writing ideas from TikTok videos that are that are whack. But they go <laughs> oh, 100%, on. 100%, dude, 100%. Lauren Boebert is like, wake up on TikTok. Like, oh, she's like, oh, wow. there's of course, of course. She's I've, like scrolling through the all the girls who are like, I didn't get my vaccination, but here's a picture of my fake vax card. And right, like, exactly. Smart. Right. Or even like just stupid dance memes where someone would be like, this person handed me a backpack and ran away. And like, it's like a dude like <laughs> in a dark outfit meant to look like a terrorist. And like these dudes dance like, wait, what? Yeah. And it cuts. And I like, love those dances where it's like someone's so like stupid. doing the crybaby and they're like, did you know trauma can affect your childhood? Right. <laughs> so, you know, th- this is like the thing. Like the ground. She... Bobert isn't, you know, obviously she's not a politician. She's just a mascot for these people who only want to see bigots get up to a microphone and just attack people. And the, the New York Times, again, when we're talking about both sizing, this is how they, you know, clearly Lauren, Bo- Lauren Bobert has a track record of ridiculously bigoted, Islamophobic, racist statements. But the New York Times describes the spat like this. The two women, this is a quote, the two women have their fans and detractors, mm. but they could not be more different. Miss Omar, a Somali refugee and leader of the House Progressive Caucus, represents a diverse and liberal district that includes most of Minneapolis and its near-in suburbs. Miss Bobert, the owner of Shooter's Grill in Rifle, Colorado, which she reopened during the pandemic against state orders and where servers are encouraged to carry guns, unsealed a, unseated a five-term Republican in 2020 by running far to his right in a largely rural mountain district. And you're like, uh, okay. And then, like, meanwhile... Different people, uh, they have different positions, but they're doing the same job. Right. And you're like, this is, again, wow, way to, you know, carry water for for her. 
But then you'll see like other articles around this that were trying to paint like act like as if Ilhan Omar has blood on her hands, too, just because she was critical of Israeli policies. And like that's whole like while also platforming like Boebert's dumb quotes and like other shit that she said in defense, like how she's like, I'm a strong Christian woman and Omar is a terrorist that hates Jewish people and police and not much analysis after that. Just being like, and that's what she says. So. There's your news, folks. It's funny that she was talking shit about like someone who she can't even like look in the eyes at work because yeah, she's like, yeah, and that's when I told him, you're not the boss of me, fuck boy. All right, and <laughs> right. It's like, uh, you didn't say that shit, man. Nah, you're right. I, and can't I, even I pointed look my finger in her face, and she she cried. She cried in that elevator. Right. And she'll say to you that she didn't, but she, you know, I saw her cry. She cried. I seen it. She called her mom right after. And she's like, well, she was really mean to me again. But yeah, <laughs> that's some that's some Debo energy that yeah. Ilhan Omar was telling her. She's like, <laughs> you don't even look me in my... You turn your eyes down when you see me. That's Ellen shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. And also, you didn't find all my toothpicks, did you? That's right, because you're slipping <laughs> on your cleaning job. I saw um, she, uh, after the, the shooting on the set of Rust, she wore a t-shirt that said, uh, guns don't pil- kill people, Alec Baldwin does, which is... Uh, pretty cold and i think uh took away kind of the wrong message from what happens when you have a loaded gun on a set wait ellen did no no lauren bobert oh, oh. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that okay, would have been funny yo i thought you said ellen, funny if ellen, ellen just like, goes right wing yeah whoa 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 yeah. ellen could be president if she went right wing 100 percent. if she if ellen degeneres went alt-right she'd be president in a second oh she's yeah, smashing yeah. the suburbs She'd be like, "You Democrats, I'm gay, so I've got you by the throat. Republicans, <laughs> check it out. I'm rich as fuck, and I'm a monster. Also, yes. and look at me kissing on George W. Bush at the football mm, game. I'm, I'm a lesbian, but not when it comes to George Dub. <laughs> He's my trade. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And just a quick story about our boy, our patron saint. You know, he's he's our philosopher king here on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, Elon Musk. Love to quote him. Love uh, everything he has to say. Sir Elon. Sir Elon. What what a what a genius. He's he's cool. He's fun. This is me doing an impression of like twenty percent of males in America right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, pretty good impression, Jack. <laughs> so there, there's this uh, section of the book, Wisdom of Crowds, where they talk about like how dumb crowds can actually be. And they use the Challenger disaster as an ex- as a example. And it's just this like slow motion train wreck where like a handful of really obstinate leaders like are told multiple times, hey, these O-rings are malfunctioning when they get below this temperature. There's a very good chance that launch date, it'll be below this temperature, people could die. And they just kind of took that as like, okay, that's one opinion. However, (laughs) we want to launch on this date, so uh, who else has some thoughts? And just, it was like half of the people in the room, or maybe not half, but like a handful of the people who are in the room, like planning this launch, were like new 
that it was going to explode when it took off, but they just like would mm. not fucking listen to them mm. because they had a deadline to hit and also because the shuttles hadn't blown up to that point. And so they thought they were like kind of invincible. But this is exactly what producing is like. This is like everything <laughs> that I've ever produced. It's, there's three people going, we can't do that. We don't have the money and it's not going to work. And then three other people going, well, but we really want it. But what if we did? Okay. But well, what if we just do? I'm not paying you to tell me what I can't do. I'm asking you to do the impossible. And if you don't do it, I'm going to be upset, even though I told you it was impossible. Right. Okay. So you want us to shoot a car chase with gunfire being exchanged and you don't even want to pay for short term liability? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. Do you know anything about production? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where do you want to put? Uh, where do you? How do you want to attach the camera to the car? Oh, you just want us to run, run alongside the car with the. Uh, okay. oh, someone's gonna hold <laughs> me by the faster! hips. Someone holds me yeah. by the hips and I lean out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this uh, this Elon Musk story kind of seems like that on steroids because he uh, the day after Thanksgiving, you always know a cool boss when he's sending out a very troubling mean email the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, like on a holiday weekend. Yeah, on a holiday yeah. weekend. He is like, Team no sleep. guys, SpaceX is going to go bankrupt unless <laughs> you start making these engines faster. Apparently, they're... <laughs> Don't tell people that, dude. Yeah. You so, fucking idiot. I hope someone's like, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he's basically threatening their livelihood, basically being like, you guys are going to be unemployed this time next year if you can't like fix this uh, bottleneck in the supply chain. These engines are going to be... I can't the... believe moving to Texas didn't fix everything for him. That's what it's like without without the regulations. Like, I thought he was home free. But, like, these are the engines that are supposed to be sending their rockets into orbit next year. Like, that's the thing that they're supposed to be doing is uh, launching oh, no. both... Oh, no. And his goal is to be launching these rockets into orbit every two weeks in 2022. Jesus Christ. Just like firing them up at the at the sky like a fucking fireworks show. Is he going to be in one? Well, that's oh, the thing is like hopefully. some of them are going to be going to have people on board. So it's like he's reacting to short term, you know, market indicators like any CEO does, which is without any regard for like what is actually good for the long-term health of the company and more just like Jack. what's going to happen next week, what's going to happen at the next board meeting and earnings call. And how many times do we have to watch this happen and have it fully documented? Like Juicero, Theranos, yes. right. SpaceX. It's not different. Right. It's the same. Yeah. You just lie and you say you have a technology that you don't. People give you a bunch of money and then you go, all right, engineers, make it happen. And they go, actually, we can't. Oh, right. Then right. And then you be lose all your money. We, mm. It's not like we haven't seen this happen before. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I just love his. his We're literally having the Theranos trial now. Like, <laughs> what What world are people living in? Yeah. And it's well, just, yeah. He made a flamethrower. It's weird. I think there's, I think because he has a track record of other things that happened, then it's like, there's like this, you know, but he has a much larger track record of saying other things are going to happen that and didn't happen. Everyone's happen. like, yeah, yeah he made true. PayPal. And it's like, okay, yeah, PayPal, PayPal, PayPal works. Yes. What about the tunnels? What about the fucking flamethrowers or whatever the fuck? Hey, chainsaws, so I don't know, all those other shit. The Hyperloop? Yeah. Hyperloop, nothing else works. Nothing else happened. Yeah. yeah. And the PayPal is a website. It wasn't ambitious. Yeah, he... 
So th- this seems to be kind of in keeping with Tesla also, where Tesla was, you know, can make a cool car, but they can't make it fast enough to like be a profitable company. And so he just basically gets mad at the people producing it and like starts yeah. uh, threatening them and doing like all sorts of wild shit. Like there's stories of him threatening his you know, employees who were like, these conditions are inhumane, man. And he's just like, yeah, uh, all right, you're fired. And <laughs> okay, I'm about to show you inhumane. I'm going to show up at your house on Thanksgiving and uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. But yeah, it's it's like, I don't know. He, he seems like he will take a cool idea and then just be like, yeah, and we're going to be doing this at scale. And the fact that that is impossible, be damned. So, yeah, it just seems like he doesn't care about the people who work for him. He cares about the end goal. And oftentimes his end goal is unrealistic. You know, the safety of Tesla cars has come into question. And this is a higher stakes version of that. And it just it just seems like this is maybe why we thought privatizing space travel wasn't a great idea. But we'll see. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah. hey, maybe it'll work out great. Who knows? Well, speaking of uh, technology malfunctions, uh, we had a blackout. Sarah is back with us. She is on her iPhone. Hello. Hello. And uh, I'm not going to blame it all on Elon Musk, but it certainly didn't help. Let's just put it that way. I think he heard us. Grimes definitely had a hand in that, for sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, She's she's made herself virtual, and she is uh, traveling through the internet, protecting the good name of... Yeah, she's a little fairy. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. She used to go on TikToks about Elon Musk and, and defend him. Yeah, I know. That was, in the comments. Those were the days, yeah. Oh, yeah. what happened? The love was love. <laughs> well, sorry, June. Uh, it has been such a pleasure having you. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? I am on Instagram at Corpse Flower. That's Corpse, F-L-O-U-R. And I am on the internet at online. That's my website. There it is. And uh, you can send me an email. You can send me money. You can, uh, you know, just uh, watch all my videos. Sometimes people do that. And then they tell me, I went on your website and I watched all your videos. And I go, oh, wow. wow." And then we don't really talk about it in more detail because I uh, don't know how to respond. But uh, (laughs) that could be you. (laughs) Could be you, dear leader. I said, dear leader, (laughs) dear listener. Dear (laughs) listener. Damn, we're doing a North Korean podcast now. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? There is. Uh, because because my computer's uh, fucked up now, I will probably be paraphrasing it. But the tweet that I that I did want to share with you was uh, from Jake Flores at Feral Jokes. And it was uh, something like, oh, the woke mob is now coming for Ghislaine Maxwell, a queer woman I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, a good one. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Man, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra, uh, where we talk 90 Day Fiance and doing that whole damn thing. Uh, some tweets I like. First one is from uh, at Baba Duke Nukem. Bella Lugosi's dad tweeted, Oh, you don't care? You don't care that organized gangs are robbing Home Depot? Well, I bet you'll care when they rob your house. Dude, why would 10 guys come to my house to steal hammers? Name one reason why that would happen. <laughs> and then one more from at Jamie Loftus. Help. <laughs> she tweeted, do you think Sally Rooney's husband reads her sex scenes and is like, 
Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) For the literati out there. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Liking tweets such as these. Kate Lambert tweeted, one person on every flight from Chicago to Paris should be allowed to scream mid-flight, Kevin! (laughs) Always a good bit to shout that as the plane is about to take off. Rads uh, tweeted me, God, I love how you feel inside me. Surgeon, why is she awake? (laughs) And then Hannah Dickinson tweeted, what's upsetting about hearing my neighbor have sex is realizing she can hear me ask my dog if we're best friends multiple times a day. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy miles what song do we think people might enjoy oh man let's go out on a nice little track out of kingston jamaica from my bygone era this is Derek harriet h-a-r-r-i-o-t-t with uh his track called the loser it's like a pretty famous track if you're into you know if you're into the reggae styles but it's just got like i mean the i think it's from the psychedelic train that album so yeah maybe late 60s anyway great track great artist good vibes to take you into this december to remember event brought to you by <laughs> that just interesting that uh they took the same approach as the cw to a beck song title and we're like right. no this isn't the loser. loser this is the loser okay <laughs> right all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts or hell, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And hey, we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.